Yep. No, yeah, that's awesome. So, so I made myself a little, a little chocolate cake, a little chocolate <gasps> cake. Girl, I was just thinking I want some cake, mostly because we saw some in this thing we were watching, and I was like, cake sounds really good. So huh. after this, I'm going to be making me some cake. <laughs> nice. I need a lot. I don't know who's going to eat it. It's probably fine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Anyway. Cool. I guess we could get into this episode. Yeah. Listen, this was probably the highlight of my week. Was it? (laughs) I just mean, this is a really good episode, and I emotionally really needed to watch this. That is fair. It is a classic, obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, also, a two-parter. We got ourselves a little, a little two-parter. I know. Uh, by which I mean one. It's one. We've had this it's discussion a, before. Yeah, no, for sure. One yeah. single one cohesive. Part, two parts. It's the yeah. same. They, the story continues from the first <laughs> half to the second half. It's 22 minutes. It's a 22-minute episode of television. Okay, now that that's established. Um, yes. I was going to ask. I didn't really. I wasn't really paying attention to, like, the middle did you have a spot you wanted the to switch mix? off? I just oh, mean like I do have a spot where I stopped taking notes, which was okay, the halfway great. point. So they fade to commercial and then come back. Yeah, I just missed where that was. So oh, if um, you would like, my, I have me. it right after uh, Bobby Fabulous's song, and then oh, okay, I come right. back for an Isabella phone call slash library. Okay. Gotcha. I'll let you know. I'll cue you uh, oh, when perfect. it's your moment to begin yeah. speaking. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks. Okay, great. Great. Uh, this is episode 114. Mm-hmm. Getting the band back together. What band, you ask, we'll tell you. So, <laughs> also, this is Podcast Without a Cool Acronym. We've oh, yeah. gotten a little uh, fast and loose with our schedule. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, we're maybe not as structured as we once were. This is the 14th episode. You know, we're in a rhythm. We, we, right. we all, all, all of you, you guys get it. Know what's going on here. I'm sure you uh-huh. binged the first 13 episodes and are now familiar <laughs> with the format. And if you haven't, what are you doing here? <laughs> Actually, Honestly. regardless, what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> we'll never know. Anyway. Yeah, so this is episode 14. We're getting the band back together. Uh, we open on some tension in the Flynn <sighs> Fletcher household, okay? The girls yeah. are fighting. Um, Lawrence is not doing great. Yeah, he's really Mad he's respect really for down. Lawrence. He's having an off day. He's, like, yeah. really slipped into a stereotype, as will happen <laughs> with many people throughout this episode. Okay, okay yeah. This is a list of semi-problematic it's fine yeah uh anyway linda's mad uh because lawrence doesn't know what day it's like clearly a special day for linda lawrence doesn't know here's the thing i love doesn't know what day it is representation that's important to me yeah however uh so linda's like mad she's like uh i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. get my hair done and hopefully when i get back you'll have figured out what day it is and poor lawrence is like befuddled he doesn't he doesn't know Mm -hmm. um candace walks in holding a calendar just in her hand she already has it yeah and she's she's like it's your anniversary it's written on the calendar it has little hearts around it and i was like was that calendar in a public space in your house um 
because there are two options right it's candace's personal calendar that she has our anniversary written on for her parents which doesn't really make mm-hmm. sense or it's yeah. like the family calendar and the only event in june is our anniversary written on the calendar Fair um enough. in which case can lawrence not read like why yeah it feels like that would be the first place i would go if someone was like you're missing a big thing today i'd be like well let me check my calendar right i might i mean i guess maybe it could be linda's personal calendar feels like she would have more things on it yeah she has an event every single day also linda's (laughs) using a palm pilot or a cell phone (laughs) she's not writing her events down (laughs) on a calendar (laughs) lawrence on the other hand maybe time traveled here from the 18th century so it's possible that he's not familiar with like a gregorian calendar system or that's true okay wait can't read english also i just want to answer this that i read that i didn't someone else did this research Mm -hmm. i just want to credit this anonymous person uh (laughs) so like candace points out that it's june 15th but like before that when linda's like you know what day is it and lawrence is like thursday (laughs) uh apparently june 15th would have been on a tuesday or wednesday so either lawrence is like really confused or (laughs) um there's a lot this dynamic is sort of mirrored in the interaction between vanessa and doofenshmirtz in this episode in that yeah both of you just need to give a little bit like i understand where both of you are coming from there's two sides to this argument i get it Mm -hmm. um this is not a great look on linda she's being like a little a little much you know but i get it all i'm like it's your wedding anniversary lawrence also Mm -hmm. like could be putting forth slightly more effort but also in an understandable position the point is you guys could meet in the middle like it would be fine to just both of you just like let it go a little bit anyway yeah um iconic of lawrence to not know what day or date or anniversary it is yeah. Um, also incredible of us to time this literally the week of june 15th i am sad that we missed I it i know but okay, i was like I know. Oh, june 15th literally just happened right anyway uh candace goes on a little rant about anniversaries she's like anniversaries are crucial they're important here's a list of terrifying anniversaries uh that i uh have just in my memory of jeremy and i was like my total ignorance about the passage of time could never. I've never once oh, have remembered know. a date when anything happened ever. Right? I was like, does she? And they're not written on the calendar, so she has those memorized. Yeah, like the date and the locked event. In, um, could never up in the old dome. Yeah, no, she knows. She she knows them off yeah. the top. She has flashcards. Right. Uh, so you know that's fine. Um, Lawrence is in the garage. He's like stressing out about what to get Linda, and he asks <laughs> Phineas and Ferb for advice. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what do you, what would you get a, a woman on your anniversary? And they're like, I'm nine. <laughs> um, and, I uh, Candace actually comes in with her salient point, which is that asking two 10 year old boys for advice yeah. who are also your sons is like maybe kind of a weird move. A little sad. Whatever. Um, also, do we all remember the iconic Christmas when our parents bought each other the same Christmas present? <gasps> I don't. Okay, I was pretty young, but I remember it vividly because they both separately, like the week of Christmas, pulled me into their room and showed me this like blanket. It was just like a plain giant blue blanket. (laughs) Um, They were like, do you think that mom will like this? And I was like, yeah, she loves blankets. And then two days later, mom pulled me into her room and she's like, do you think that dad will like this? And I was like, is this a prank? Um, But I was like, yeah, I think he'll love it. Um, And I was like, I am the keeper of secrets and the backbone of this family. Um, and I like held that inside me until Christmas morning when I was like 
that was the most delightful part of that uh, i was yeah. like i'm santa claus <laughs> this is incredible um and yeah they bought each other i was like is I've this what heard. true love is anyway I um guess. it was i also, favorite yeah. christmas <laughs> that Great would stuff. be yeah really the best christmas present is it was watching delightful. two people <laughs> open the same gift I wondered sometimes as an adult, I'm like, was that a bit? Because I was like seven. Like, I'm like, uh-huh. also, who's pulling a seven year old into their room to be like, do you think that my spouse know, will right? like this what? blanket? <laughs> Lawrence and also our parents. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, <laughs> so Lawrence is stressed out. Candace comes in. She's like, don't you have any like treasured memories with mom? She's like looking for inspiration. She's being helpful. Um, he pulls out a toolbox and she goes, he keeps his <laughs> treasured memories in a toolbox. <laughs> hilarious so um, but also like a toolbox is sturdy right anyway yeah. um he's like yeah here's a mixtape it's like a box he's like uh it's your grandma yeah. or your mother's favorite band love handle um so i have a few questions about love handle because like mm-hmm. the way that love handle is presented and also the way that young linda and lawrence are presented it's like yeah. in the 80s Okay. Sort of. Except that yeah. that doesn't line up at all because at Linda all. was a pop star in the 80s. That's so I'm true. like, either she had like a celebrity relationship with a member of Love Handle, um, <laughs> or this is like maybe she was like early 80s and this is late 80s. It doesn't matter because um, Linda and Lawrence supposedly met and got married after Phineas and Ferb were born, which could not have been yeah. earlier than 1997, according Even to the after, timeline of the show. After Candace, yeah, I there's a whole, yeah, she had two kids. Yeah, I I did read that it was in the 90s that Love Handle, like that scene was supposed to be in the 90s. It does look very 80s. But I even mean, if yeah, it's in the 90s, sense. yeah. Anyway. The aesthetic is very 80s. It does not seem 90s. It They'd be like a grunge band. They're like, like a hair kind metal of a stretch, band. But, yeah. Whatever. It's in the 90s. Uh, I love Linda and Lawrence's old looks. They look <laughs> great. Yeah. Anyway, Lawrence is like... Uh, the band is broken up, so this yeah. anniversary is doomed. I have no other treasured memories in this toolbox. That's the yeah, only what? one. The first, the first memory, no other memories after that. No memories. Cool. Um, no, nothing about like raising children together, or like your co-ownership no. of an antique store, or yeah, Linda's many hobbies. Whatever, right? it's fine. Um, so, in fairness to Lawrence, what do you get? The woman who clearly already has everything. Oh, I know. he's like i already got her cooking lessons and she just made a new friend and talks to me less now so i don't know (laughs) anyway um we cut it's like a heart it's an abrupt transition to perry he just walks into his lair there's no entrance no preamble he just walks in like a professional Mm -hmm. um monogram tells him that doofenshmirtz has purchased an air compressor 20 canisters of helium oxide and 400 pounds of fireworks um where do you even get 400 pounds of fireworks i know what like if i drove to wyoming wyoming okay yeah keep oh, in yeah. mind and i was like i'd like 400 pounds of fireworks pounds the teenager working at phantom fireworks would be like i'm calling the police <laughs> they'd be like this yeah. is wyoming and we don't care what you do but 400 pounds but... of fireworks is excessive that's yeah. just a bomb at that point you just maybe have he, uh spread it out you know Multiple oh he forces. like bought he drove to a few it's different like a, tents yeah. on the side of the highway just yeah. i realize that's not how fireworks works in every state we're from colorado mm, kind of is though you gotta like break a law to get a firework here i know, I know. which adds to the fun right um, and the wildfire the devastating um <laughs> wildfires that wreak havoc on our communities every year awesome um happy fourth of july so anyway 
Uh, then Perry <laughs> leaves. He shoots rockets out of a bird bath and traumatizes a pigeon. Yeah. That's fun. Anyway, he's going on his little mission. Uh, the kids are huddled around a computer, memories, uh, watching a love handle <laughs> retrospective. Honestly. On the internet, I guess. Um, yeah. A YouTube special about sure. love handle. Um, I'd love to know who cut it together because there are oh, some yeah. bits in there that I was like, why do you have footage of homeless people warming <laughs> their hands over a love handle record? Uh, yeah. Questions. That's a good question. Anyway. Um, also, side note, in whatever room the computer's in, they have landscape pictures of their grandparents' houses on the walls. I did see that. Like, not their grandparents, just mm, their houses. Just like the houses. aerial views of their yeah. homes. Which whatever. matches, they have those ones of Stonehenge and stuff. But That's right. Yeah, so I guess they're really into the landscape photos. But Maybe this entire family is in witness protection. Anyway. Uh, maybe. Just, I don't think that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the kids are like, I know, we'll get the band back together. Um, <laughs> welcome to minute 20 of this uh, episode where I finally <laughs> tell you what's happening uh that's the title of the episode guys we're getting the band back together so they're like woo let's reassemble love handle perfect um lawrence is making questionable choices uh using a phone book he's calling some sort of service that apparently i don't i'm not sure what they advertise themselves in a very weird way but you just call them and they like come and do a little thing for you and whoever you love sure 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 um that seems like a niche service to offer yeah it does also phone book seems like not the first place i would whatever i know i I also i don't know a lot about the rise and fall of the phone book but Mm. this was like 2008 i was wondering why i didn't know was that still yeah anyway i don't know i don't know uh anyway Candace tells Stacy, she calls Stacy and she's like, We're getting Love Handle back together. And Stacy's like, That's my mom's favorite band. And then she calls 500 other people. They do a little, yeah. little phone tree bit. Okay. Um, yes. Really quick. That, I don't know if it was like mostly the sound in that part. Do you know the Magic School? I don't know how recently you've seen Magic School Bus either, but uh, at the end, they do that like phone calling bit with the guy and the lizards there. Anyway, it's like the same sound. At least in my oh, head really? it is. But it's just, just the, I don't know, s- same vibes. Oh. like I was thinking that visually it was exactly like that scene in Bye Bye Birdie where they do the little phone calls in oh. boxes. Usually they yeah. have a moving boxes set. Oh, cute. Raise your hand if you remember Bye Bye Birdie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's that's what happens. The word is spread. Yeah. Um, then we cut to huh, ready for it. Doofenshmirtz abandoned self storage. Amazing. Um, Doofenshmirtz is throwing Vanessa a birthday party because he's an adorable father. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Um, yeah. He also has a cute little one of those like <clears throat> Bugs Bunny fold up photo things where he. Unravels <laughs> yeah. it. I've never seen anyone except a cartoon do that bit. Like yeah, I don't understand. Do people keep entire four by six photo albums in their wallet? Maybe in two thousand seven. I mean, I remember mom selling a lot of, like, wallet size photos. That's true. And I guess you could put one in your wallet, but why not have ten, you What know? a weird, tiny section of history where you could, like... Right? Taking and printing photos was economically feasible for almost everyone. And also, yeah. we didn't have a digital way to store and carry them with us. So you just printed and carried yeah. tiny photos with you everywhere. Everywhere. 
That is amazing. Cute. Humans have been doing that since basically the beginning of photography. Because like, or, and even before, like they used to have like yeah, cameos cool. and little miniature paintings and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I kind of like that. I yeah. like it's sweet that you want to carry a little picture of a person you love right? with you. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, right. Uh, Schwartz is throwing Vanessa a birthday party. He <laughs> shows a little photo retrospective of all the birthday parties that he's thrown. Vanessa, Vanessa clearly hasn't really enjoyed any of these birthday parties. And also, I was like, are you not splitting that responsibility with Vanessa's very rich mom? Yeah. Um, who I will bring back in a minute. Oh, okay. I will- I have a surprising number of questions about Charlene Doofenshmirtz in this episode for an episode that doesn't mm-hmm. mention or show her at all. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's throwing Vanessa a birthday party. Uh, also wondering why he's doing this in an abandoned self-storage facility when he literally has several giant, beautiful houses and a blimp. Oh, um, that's do you know true. How much of a flex it would be to have your birthday party on a blimp? <gasps> I mean, I would love that. But... It's on my bucket list now. A rocketeer themed birthday party on Flip. <gasps> yes. <a> so <laughs> you just let me know if you see an opportunity to make that happen. Um, oh, absolutely. Anyway, then there's a little montage of Perry. He's like, Will you uh, help me set up for the birthday party? And I was like, Adorable. Uh, so there's a montage. Perry helps Doofenshmirtz set it up. They like decorate a cake, they do a bunch of little stuff. Yeah. Um, then we cut to the boys. The boys are the boys. The boys are going around town and they are gathering up the band members of Love mm-hmm. Handle. Um, because the video retrospective that they watched on YouTube was very in depth and told everyone exactly where these people worked. I know. And I was like, way to like legal? out citizens just like people just tell them right? exactly about their lives. Not super also- ethical journalism, but okay. I know, like, that seems very, especially since it seems like maybe they no longer want to be recognized for that part of their life. Right. I mean, they like, get back together, but yeah, they've moved, moved on. on. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the boys go to Danny's music shop. Danny is one of the members of the band. Uh, he was the guitar player. Yeah. And he's screaming at a kid who's playing a guitar uh, he's just verbally abusing a child um yeah. that guy or a short adult i don't know he has the voice of a 40 year old man but he looks 12 <laughs> so anyway that kid leaves um he, danny has like a very intense and spiritual approach to rock and roll and guitar specifically which he shares with phineas and ferb through a montage of songs yeah and i kind of does he give that speech to everyone who comes in his store it kind of or feels he like maybe like, he does. Like, that's his pitch. Yeah. It also seems like there are not a lot of customers in his store. So maybe he has a lot of time and to, like, kind of... It might have to something to do with the fact that he's yelling at a lot of them. But... That You know, it could. His customer service skills leave something lacking. to be desired. Although they do work, yeah. in fairness. I, yeah. That guy comes back and buys a game. Uh, so Danny sings them a toe-tapping <clears throat> and highly educational song about the history oh. of rock and roll. Yeah. Um... It's great. It really I is. love it. Um, the drum set in the montage is a couple little details about this montage. The drum set in the montage <laughs> says the Jiven Fur Beats. Oh, that's as incredible. far as I could tell. <laughs> uh, which is not a thing I like saying out loud, but it works on a drum set. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he like finishes his little. So he like goes through the whole history of like the blues, and then the. I can't remember. I should have watched it again, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, all the way through like psychedelia and uh, like 
grunge and rock and roll the whole yeah, the whole history the whole thing, of you know. you know music in the in the west um which is great it's fun and then mm-hmm. uh when they he's like i would love to be back in the band he's on board he's the easiest to get and yes. but he's like those other guys they're not gonna be into <laughs> it and phineas is like never say never and hands him a business card uh even though he's uh, 10 uh, and then walks out so that. that's fun <laughs> um Meanwhile, Lawrence is back at the house, fully oblivious of this plan, because, you know, that's his thing. Um, And a truck for Love on the Run, (laughs) which could mean a lot of things, uh, pulls (laughs) up to his house. And a guy gets out who's, like, the delivery guy, and he opens the back of the truck. Not, like, the door where passenger sits, like, the cargo back of the truck. And a 90-year-old woman in a giant heart costume jumps out and starts doing a little singogram, which, like, A, she has to know that, like, that's not the moment for the singing. Singogram? Is that what they're called? She loves it. That's her. She's committed to her craft. Also, like, not safe for her to just be jostling around in the back of that truck. Right? I know there's a passenger seat in that truck. Like, I get that she's in the costume, which also, why? Does she live in the back of that truck? Like, <sighs> who knows? I'm worried about that lady. She's a thousand. Oh, I know. She like, looks like she's going to die. Very large costume. Anyway, whatever. She gets out. Also, are singograms like a real thing that ever existed, or are they just from the movie Clue? Um, That's an excellent question. I've actually only seen them represented in media, but. um. Another in real yeah, life, singograms but... and those photo folios. <laughs> Maybe we don't know. Um, <clears throat> that's fine. So, anyway, it's like clear that this is not a good idea. But Lawrence isn't is he's committed to it. Now. So they I start, mean, yeah, setting His options up, are limited. Like a little, a little thing. Um, back to Doofenshmirtz and Perry. They're, mm-hmm. They finish decorating, and Doofenshmirtz is like, thank you so much for all of your help. Um, as the grand finale for this uh, birthday party, I am going to set off an explosion in a residential area, um, <laughs> which is what every 16-year-old wants. He, what he says, actually, is the world's largest firecracker, and then unveils, like, a wily Coyote-sized rocket. And I was like... Firecracker? You're gonna blow up this self storage area. <laughs> like this is just a this is just domestic terrorism now. Yeah. Anyway, also I think you stop being a firecracker once you reach Right. Like, that's the, a, that's size limited. That's uh yeah. Firecracker is like sort of a gentle whatever. Anyway. Uh yeah. and then he's like, also surprise, I'm gonna strap you to it. Uh, I'm gonna murder you for my daughter, <laughs> though. Anyway. It's like a real, it, it has real, like, um, old-timey, going on right? the train tracks kind of energy. So he ties onto the giant rocket with a giant bow, which is funny and on theme. <laughs> um, and we're like, oh no, what's going to happen to Perry the Platypus? I've never mm-hmm. seen a show before. So <laughs> um, <laughs> then we go to Bobby Fabulous's salon, which is Linda's hairstylist, and mm-hmm. also the guy the place where bobby the second member of love handle works yeah oh my gosh the te- the dramatic tension is through the roof um so we're in the salon um the visual gag of the salon is that everyone has the exact same hairstyle as bobby fabulous which is hilarious oh i know anyway no notes um linda is like talking to candace and she's like i'm so excited for my haircut etc and then he's like she's like bobby used to be in love handle my favorite band 
Um, and then she like makes this face only for like one frame where she like has her hand on her cheek and she's looking in the mirror and she looks like she's like a war widow. Like she she's Aww. looking with like the most distraught face I've ever seen. I don't understand why it doesn't really match her dialogue. It was off putting. Anyway. Um then Phineas calls Candace. Candace is like, oh no, Bobby Fabulous is Bobby from Love Handle. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Phineas calls Candace. Uh, and they're Phineas and Ferb are already outside Bobby's, and Ferb is dressed as a knight and carrying a mace. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, Candace has yeah. to distract their mom while they talk to Bobby. Okay, so Candace. Yes, go ahead. I just have a comment that I don't understand why they wouldn't leave the salon and go do Swampy first. Like I know they easily could have solved that problem in a different way, but then yeah. we would have missed out on this great opportunity it, for hijinks. Um, it's true. And it is a cartoon. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> Candace is like, "Okay, I'll distract her," and she starts uh, washing her hair like a maniac. She's like actively yeah. waterboarding her own mother on her anniversary. <laughs> so, then we get this uh, little interaction. We get a little back and forth between Phineas and Ferb mm-hmm. and Bobby. Oh yeah, and I want to break this down beat by beat because every single Great. line is incredible and perfect, and I love it. Uh, so yeah, um, Phineas tells the receptionist that they want to see Bobby, and Bobby mm-hmm. flings a pick, like a hair pick, yeah, uh, like a ninja star across the salon and pins <laughs> the, the poster the of Love Handle to the wall. Yeah, um, incredible. I know. I have some questions about Bobby's background uh, based on that action alone. That's true. He seems like someone who would be in like a James Bond movie from the 1970s. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In a good way. So anyway. (laughs) um, Bobby walks up to them. He does a little entrance and then immediately craps all over both of them. He tells Phineas he's a mess. Just says that straight out. Harsh but true. Um, and then tells Ferb that feudal Europe is so last month. Hilarious. Uh, Phineas is unfazed by this. His expression does not change. He moves forward with his mission. Yeah. He's like, we're here to reunite love handle. Um, and Bobby goes, talk to the hand. And then does a little bit where his hand is like, secretly, I'm very lonely. Yeah. Which also happens in a Doofenshmirtz thing, right? Like, yes, it's a recurring okay. gag. Um, again, Phineas could not care less. He's yeah, focused. Nothing. He's like, um, I don't care about whatever problem you have right now. I have yeah. an anniversary to plan and you're in the <laughs> band that I need. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> and then Bobby goes, when Phineas is like, we're trying to reunite Love Handle, Bobby goes, B to the O-R-I-N-G, which yeah. is incredible and oh, I can't I believe I'm not saying that in real life <laughs> regularly. Uh, Ferb gets yeah. ready to mace him, which is fair. That's a yeah. fair response to someone saying B to the O R I N G <laughs> to your face. That's a lot. Uh, and then Phineas is like, Not yet, Ferb. He holds him back. So good. Which is funny. Although yeah. I would love to see Ferb mace someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to be clear, like mace, like ball with spikes on a chain. Yeah, with a not stick. like, not like, not pepper mace. spray. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly um because Ferb's not a cop okay <laughs> Jeez. anyway uh Bobby's like being a little baby he's like nobody even remembers me uh so they have to sing an entire song about how important and pretty he is and then he says that he'll join the band um the entire time Candace is like physically assaulting Still, Linda yeah uh it's rough also I forgot about the shot where Phineas turns around with the pink Bobby Fabulous hair it's the scariest thing I've ever seen I didn't like it yeah, um, I will say though, this song, I also, I don't know, I like every all single these song. These songs but... slap. This is a great yeah. episode for music. Obviously. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
anyway that's uh so they end the song and bobby's like yes i'm in i'm gonna join the band um yeah and that's the end of part one fade to black fade to black yeah yeah okay are you ready ready? for part two yeah yeah i'm ready ready great let's freaking go uh all right we fade in to phineas uh quickly calling isabella he called to tell her about love handle getting back together which it's it's already halfway through the day. She knows. It's, she it's does. It's the end of the day. Uh, because apparently it was the lead story on the 5 o'clock news. So it's evening. Yeah. Which also implies um, that Isabella watches the 5 o'clock news. Which isn't surprising because hmm. she's a like 40-year-old Marine. Yeah. But also I'm like, Isabella has like a whisper network throughout Danville. Like she knows what's going on. Right? Um, yeah. Which kind of leads me to ask... I mean, I don't know how early in the morning they started this adventure, but he's calling after they get two people. Like, he seemed pretty confident that they were going to get this band back together. Guess I'm wondering why he didn't call her earlier. Okay, but like, anyway. not as confident as Isabella, who's already building a stage. Okay, yeah, like that's my other point. Is like, <laughs> she's they're like almost they're like halfway done with this professional level they've constructed a venue already yeah yeah it's like top tier um yeah yeah which all she says is already on it and i'm like all right well yeah on the one hand i'm like i appreciate a proactive person but i'm on the other hand i'm like isabella you gotta let phineas fail once in a while like Mm, you're maybe picking up too much of the slack uh yeah all of it, I think. All of the slut. You're doing so much. She, like, yeah. at the end of this, not to jump ahead, but oh, yeah. she and the Fireside Girls are also doing choreography. I know. Like, the production value of this concert <laughs> has nothing to do with Phineas, like, taking a little tour of his hometown. Like, he spent an hour and yeah. a half in a library with a guy while Isabella was, like, telling interns where to nail yeah. in steel beams. Like, she yeah. was, like she did this she is deserves this is, 100% yeah. of the credit for this anniversary anyway absolutely it's fine uh yeah so anyway she's already building a stage mm-hmm. um Phineas and Ferb are in front of the tri-state area public library which by the way looks like a slamming library I would love to it does look great visit. there's like a giant right? entry hall it's like yeah. a ballroom she I know the outside has space, like it is impressive oh yeah there's like pillars yeah. and like it's like three... a whole whole thing historical anyway so they walk in they find swampy sitting at the little counter stamping books very rhythmically um Mm -hmm. also the stamp that he's using says overdue but uh all those books are turned in yeah anyway that's a good point i didn't notice that (laughs) so although i I will say during the song when they're walking past all the shelves they're not like very they're sort of cluttered like their books are sort of all over the place yeah so maybe he's mm-hmm. not a good librarian <laughs> maybe i guess he's a probably good they so. called him back yeah anyway so yeah he's like obviously he doesn't he's not really paying attention to his little book rhythm beat that he's got going on mm-hmm. so phineas asks phineas asks him about rejoining the band coming back even just for one night only and swampy <laughs> Uh, explains that he fell asleep in a metronome factory and completely lost his sense of rhythm. I have a lot of questions about that. It's also the funniest thing anyone's ever written. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm like, 
Uh, I don't know who came up with that, but if I ever see them, I kiss them on the mouth. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so good. I fell asleep in a metronome factory. No, okay. Which, what was he doing in a metronome factory? Where yeah. is the metronome factory? Is there a metronome factory in Danville? Why is there not a whole? It's a Doofenshmirtz about- metronome factory. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, anyway, he hasn't played drums since then, and uh, Phineas has no response except to immediately break into song. Which, mm-hmm. that's fair. If I was just Listen, standing there listening to that beat. <laughs> they're running short on time. And also, yeah, that's you're true. right. That beat does slap. This entire right? song is like, it's great. It's good. Can't emphasize how great this song is. Yeah. Um, also, I was going to say this earlier, but apparently this episode held the record for the most songs in an episode that's until it was beaten by the Christmas Vacation in two, the next year, 2009. Oh, sure. Uh, and then later, Roller Coaster the Musical. Well, yeah. Which has that nine songs. Musical. It's a musical. Anyway. It's a musical. Sorry. But this one has all the best ones. So It has a, a lot of great songs. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. So Phineas uh, breaks into Ain't Got Rhythm and shows Swampy he... In fact, does still have rhythm and can play the drums. And the library ladies say, uh, please leave. (laughs) Which is fair. (laughs) Just go join the band. Uh, Yeah. Incredible. Great. Also, I hope that Swampy and those library women are friends. Um, Seems like they I would love to be their friend. I mean, yeah, obviously. I'd love to know their story. They're probably friends with that singogram lady. Oh, you're probably right. Or maybe enemies. Of a book club. Either way, I'd like to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've got all the members of the band. Uh, Candace is doing a great job keeping Linda away from the house. Uh, they're at Googleplex Mall and trying on dresses, which Linda's like, we never go, I never go anywhere this fancy, which these dresses are not like ball gowns. I don't know what That's also Linda's like a thinking. straight up lie. Like, I'm like, Linda, oh, I, know I know you go to fun events. I've seen That's you at true. multiple fancy parties. And also, you're best friends with billionaire bachelorette Charlene Doofenshmirtz. That's and I true. know that she's taking you to all of her fun events. Right? Anyway, you so. You buy one fun dress. Whatever. I know. Anyway, the salesperson is like kind of also in on it. And she's like, oh, yeah, plenty of dresses. Uh, sure. So they keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, back at the house, Lawrence has all the love on the run stuff set up. There's like oh, a table. Lawrence. There's just like two tables. There's a ta- one with like dinner. One has like uh, this vase of roses with like two candle stands next mm-hmm. to it. Uh, unfortunately, while running through his script, uh, the roses, which are right next to the candles, catch on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, an OSHA violation for sure. Absolutely. Um the the like woman dressed as a heart, the the love lady, grabs the hose, pulls it so hard which it's right next to the table. She knocks the whole table over. And then she pulls it out of the pipe. She like the, Yeah, because she's the, the Hulk. pipe breaks. Yeah. I was like, is that that's those are made of like metal, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah just ripping it out of there anyway so everything's yeah the everything's ruined there's no fire thankfully jeez but uh (laughs) yeah they don't Uh, burn their house however yeah Yeah. anyway so she like starts to sing and 
and Lawrence is like, please don't. <laughs> Which is uh, fine. Yeah, he's like sitting in the garage, depressed. Anyway, she goes inside, right? As Phineas and Ferb come in and they go, there's lasagna in the fridge. She goes, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. Phineas and Ferb come in and they're like, we have great news. And they open the garage door and all the members of Love Handle are there. Which I just want to say later, we see that the entire stage is front of the garage door. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened there. But I noticed that as well. Also, the re- garage reveal, the first one of Love Handle is like a little anticlimactic. They're like, we I solved know, right? it. And then it's like, three, like guys three guys standing in their yard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, uh, there's that. So they're getting ready for the concert. Cut to different smarts abandoned self-storage. And Vanessa arrives. She is upset about this birthday party, which like... I understand she doesn't like it, but girl, he put so much effort into this. I know. This is another situation I... where I'm like, both of you could just give a little bit. Like, right? Vanessa, you could just be like, Dad, this is great. I appreciate your effort. It's not really my vibe. And Doofenshmirtz could be like, you know what? I respect that. And I'm willing to right? alter the vibe. Exactly. Um, they don't do that, though. Also, yeah. though, on the wall is a baby photo of Vanessa where she's <laughs> glaring at the camera. She looks <laughs> so angry. She's in one of those like old timey baby bonnets, <laughs> and she looks like she's ready to kill. Uh, That's fair, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I love. Also, that. Uh, at one point, Doofenshmirtz is like, "I invited everyone from your address book," and I was oh. like, "What sixteen-year-old yeah. has an has address been... book?" I know. I also had that note. I was like, "I she don't even a... know adults with an address book." Yeah. Like what? We know she has a phone. She's never exactly. not looking at it yeah uh yeah anyway so yeah he does he has invited all of her friends uh and johnny her crush boyfriend anyway. uh yeah crush uh, i don't know yeah the johnny is you know, oh. flimsy at best although he does later yeah. get turned into a monster <laughs> <laughs> that's a good episode we'll get uh, yeah anyway so Cut back to Face and Ferb, Love Handle. They're at Face and Ferb's house in the garage, um, pulling their old outfits out. Danny and Bobby are in there. Swampy's like, can't do it. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also eating a plate of cake, the cake that was covered in water in the backyard and then thrown in the trash. Yeah. Which uh, Bobby, I think Bobby, asks, he's like, did you get that from the trash? <laughs> which is a fair question. I'm like, look, Swampy, <laughs> I know that that like you you can do you but cake is cake in however like a health concern (laughs) cake from the trash is questionable yeah Yeah. anyway uh they're like fighting about nothing and um you know things that are like are you ready and danny's like we don't have any fans and then they hear a bunch of cheering outside i don't know why everyone started cheering right at that moment but they open the garage door there's this entire stage in front of their garage that yeah the way that the stage exists in physical space absolutely no sense sense. but it's their backyard we under it's a quantum zone right quirks etc yeah so giant stage giant crowd yeah i cut back to vanessa and doofenshmirtz uh vanessa is still upset doofenshmirtz is like well at least i can watch you explode bury the platypus sure yeah um immediately Perry uses his arm, he, he gets his arm free, uses a laser in his watch to cut the ribbon, and escapes. I was like, why did you wait so long? Anyway. Look, Perry 
he's got he just wanted a break he's like right i know i get paid hourly probably so i'll drag this out as long as i need to thank you very much so different starts shooting him with his ray gun uh misses every time it's a real stormtrooper situation he does it was at this point that i was like Vanessa is being a little bit of a brat, but also having Dubishmore says your dad would be exhausting. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Anyway. Yeah, he's a lot. Uh, anyway, he gets his arm stuck in the rope that is on the giant rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? We don't know. Yeah. Couldn't could not tell you. Um, Gotta have a rope. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh... He's like, there's this line where Doofenshmirtz is like, "Oh no, it's gonna blow the roof off this place!" And you, they cut to like Danny, and he goes, "If we don't start soon, they're gonna blow the roof off this place." Anyway, yeah, it was kind of funny. Incredible. Uh, it's a callback to something I didn't, I didn't even, even hear. hear. <laughs> I got Amazing. Uh, Lynn and Candace arrive at the house. Lynn is confused why there's a giant crowd. That makes sense. Also, I don't understand how they're driving through the crowd if the stages in the backyard linda is just driving her car through a crowd of pedestrians and i was but like yeah, i know too. it was 2007 this did not age well though like no. you shouldn't drive a car into a crowd ever ever regardless ever. of your intentions it's not a good look or where in you live the year of our lord 2022 yeah um, maybe just don't just yeah. park and walk babe like just park and just take a little stroll just park on the street just yeah, yeah. park you can go get your car later it's fine anyway right yeah. Also, so, they're like freaking out because Love Handle's like, we gotta start the show right this second. Yeah. And then they're like, no, no, you have to wait till Linda gets here. I'm like, they're gonna play, like, just play a couple, like, warm-up songs. Like, just wait right? for a minute. Just go out yeah. there and just, like, let them cheer. Like, you can kill time on stage. You're professional performers, I assume. Right? Or, yeah, introduce, say some words. Yeah, I talk don't... about who you are, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so... The band starts playing You Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart, another amazing oh, banger. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, the rocket that Dubinsmurtz is tied to ignites, mm-hmm. yeah. shoots through the roof into the sky. Sure. Uh, the car that Linda and Candace are in, there's like a spotlight on it, still driving. Lawrence is like pushing his way through. Linda gets out of the car, sees a, the crowd magically opens up. I guess they're all in on this. Uh, I guess. I have never seen a crowd do anything like that. I assume that Isabella but... like distributed some literature or right? there was like an instructional video or something. I have to something. assume that there's a fireside yeah. girl organization behind it. They're working security right. for this event. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Linda and Lawrence together. Happy anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa's friends arrive at her party, which is now like all grungy because the rocket exploded and the ray gun shot everything. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think it's safe for them to be like breathing that air. Yeah, that's it, a lot of exhaust from fireworks. It definitely also, doesn't look safe. It would be like suffocating. Like it would just right. I also don't know what happened to the lights. Everything's just like green now. Well, um, you know, when you set off a firework, it uh, <laughs> turns everything green. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, Johnny says it's a cool party. Vanessa says she uh. Her dad set it up and Perry the platypus. 
Which yeah, Perry know... like chivalrously like helps her up from under the table oh, and I like know. hands her eyes like here's your party, Vanessa. I'm off. Uh, and I was like, Perry is the backbone of two families. Absolutely. Perry is carrying this town on his little feathered back. <laughs> also, uh, I don't I don't know about like Vanessa's friends, I feel like they see Perry the Potipos multiple times. Like no questions. Like as I Perry guess. the Platypus. Yeah. Yeah. Like with his little hat and everything. She like, goes out into off. the street and screams his name for all yeah. and sundry to hear. Like yeah. <laughs> his cover is only intact in certain yeah. parts of suburban Danville. And those right? lines are thin. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It's fine. Uh yeah, like you said, the Fireside Girls are doing the most. They have everything. all this. Yeah. All of it. They're just coordinating everything. Ferb is also uh, doing a lot. Phineas is doing almost nothing. Basically nothing. Uh, yeah. Phineas really not contributing a lot. Yeah. Anyway, they recreate their like first kiss. Um, and then the band finishes the song with a rocking guitar solo. And they say, good night, Tri-State Area. Yeah, they played and... one song. That was Yeah, worth... that's it gathering everyone if i was invited to a concert a reuniting concert of like a really yeah. cool band that i was familiar with and they played yeah. one song and then bounced i would be like <laughs> this was a waste of my time oh and also and there's a giant stage here now i assume that isabella charged for those tickets and oh, that obviously. the revenue is she yeah. she's, not, she's letting not letting people in people free. in for free <laughs> You gotta pay the state. You gotta. Do you know right. how many techs it takes to produce an outdoor audiovisual event? <laughs> they were repelling yeah. from beams. There was I like know. so much lighting involved. Yeah, they had a giant TV screen. They had like a jumbotron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Someone got so fleeced anyway. into paying seventy five dollars for a ticket to watch Love <laughs> to Handle play one one song. song. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the episode. And yeah. uh, the end credits, they play another Love Handle song. They sneak another great song in there. It's so I forgot good. about it. It's I know. amazing. I was like, yeah. has Love Handle released an album that I can buy? Because I know. I do need to make some Love Handle merch. That's on my list. <gasps> oh, Because I'm like, do. I would wear a Love Handle t-shirt every day. I yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Anyway, it's great. Yeah. That, and that's, that's 114 for you. It is. That is uh, getting the band back together. Really, it's a it's a it's a tentpole episode. Oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's great. Um, I'm trying to think if I, I don't think I have anything else to say about it except that all the songs really do slap, and I'm gonna go listen to them right now. Good, good. Um, yeah. I was thinking today when we were talking about this is completely a subject change, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, when we were talking about the uh, Dolly Parton cake mix, <gasps> yes thing. I was like, man, uh, what I wouldn't give for a uh, Phineas and Ferb episode with a guest star from <gasps> Dolly Parton. Oh. Can you imagine? I would literally sell my soul. Can you imagine Dolly Parton singing Busted? <laughs> can I... you? Ah! <laughs> I can. Oh I think about it every day now. Yeah, what? To, to starting today. I'm thinking about it today. <laughs> I assume I'll be thinking about it every day after this. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, we will be writing a spec script for um, a return special where Phineas and Ferb meet Dolly Parton. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think she would do it. I feel like she would be into it. Oh, absolutely. That's I like what? So. Like two and a half hours of work for her? She doesn't have, yeah. she doesn't have two and a half hours? She, she right? couldn't use 
thirty thousand dollars come on yeah that's pretty much all i have we're under an hour yeah. for this I know, recording i, I saw that so the our whole episode thing. is gonna be like 37 minutes long yeah we're incredible, incredible. Um, honestly look out joe rogan we're coming for you um <laughs> not just in the podcasting game it is Absolutely on site not. for joe rogan just yeah. so we're clear <laughs> yeah um, i know about his i know he's like a fighter professionally uh, i don't plan to fight fair i'm just gonna hit him with whatever i'm holding um, i'm just gonna toss whatever i have in my hand in his direction anyway yeah i don't know why i felt the need to bring joe rogan into this um uh, <laughs> we have to end on like a bummer no yeah <laughs> we well, something else fun. uh i was also gonna add the psych episode that maybe matches this yeah by all means well i don't i feel like there's one i just can't like i have an image in my head but i don't know fair um i think we already matched up american duos with someone right there one where sean meets like a musician there are i will say there's a who's that one musician that he's from like Coldplay or something. Oh no, appears he's, he's from. Oh dang it, it's not Coldplay. Lincoln Park. Uh, just no. kidding. <laughs> Stop. He's from. He's like from... twenty years earlier. Than that. <laughs> um, they sing. It's Tears for Fears. Half oh, of Tears right. for Fears. It's a Kurt. Kurt something. Cobain. Vonnegut. Uh, let know. me see. It's neither of those. Everyone <laughs> who's know, screaming at their. <laughs> <laughs> you know Kurt Cobain from <laughs> Tears for Fears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Tears for fears. Am I even thinking of the right thing? Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith is right. Yeah, googled it. Oh nice. yeah, that's the guy. Um, that's anyway. in the in the the Sean two point yeah. episode. He meets Kurt Smith. I yeah. was thinking of there's a band in the Clue episode, oh, which I don't think right really lines up with this, other than that they like meet a band. Um, yeah surely there's, there's another one, one. i know i'm like there is one i just psych episode band oh yeah um that's is just bringing up the clue one there's oh. black capella there's oh yeah hear me out black capella seems to fit it kind of it is a getting the band, back, like together getting the band back together episode that's a hundred percent all right yeah um cool black capella the episode is that what's name is that the name of the episode yeah uh, uh it's high top no. fade out yeah 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 and then there's yeah. that other one then yeah but we'll go with the first one yeah cool um great work everyone yep 10 out of 10 um i'm gonna go cool eat well an yeah. enormous piece of chocolate cake <clears throat> and uh, i'm gonna go like make some cake 15 to 20 minutes cool cool, cool. all right well Bye, everyone. this was great yeah happy father's day Happy mm-hmm. Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Happy four days after Linda and Lawrence's anniversary. Woohoo! Happy Sunday. <laughs> Bye. Farewell. <laughs>